everyone. It is so great to be here with you today. And I just want to remind you that it is just the, how great our God is. Isn't God good? I mean, I am just so full of God today just from the experiences of just spending uh, time with him here. We've had a great time of prayer on our Friday night. We had a, I want to just share some highlights with you guys here today if I can for a moment. But on Friday night, we had over 100 people here, including our youth. We had a great uh, youth time of ministering on identity, who God's called us to be. And the Holy Spirit was here, and he showed up in a powerful way. And then last night, we just talked about lifting up the name of God, declaring the name of Jesus, declaring who God is. And we had over 60 people that were there for that. And we just, God is speaking to us. And I just want you to know that God has so much that he is wanting to remind us of, of who he is, that he has great plans for you. You're here for a purpose. And I believe that God's asking each one of us to believe him for more. Who wants to experience more of God in your life this year? Believe for more, expect more, ask for more. I just can't tell you so much that that's what God's put on my heart here today. As well, next Sunday we're doing our our team training. Oh, by the way, tonight we meet again at 6 o'clock for our last time together. And if you haven't been and you have the time, I'm telling you, it will be worth it. So um, as well, next week we have our team training. I am so excited that we have Pastor Israel Campbell sharing the word of God with us this week. If you haven't heard Pastor Israel, uh, he's my great friend. He pastors a church called Flourish Church in uh, Los Angeles, California. He's just is a great man of God who has such incredible insights into the word. And I know you're going to be blessed. And, and again, I'm just looking forward to what God is going to do. Because here's what we wanted to say, you know, team train is for everybody here. Why? Because we're all part of the team, Hey. Eh? The church is meant to be a team thing. It's a family thing. So I know you'll be encouraged. And then football Sunday. Again, I know some people, uh, NFL football may not be your thing. <laughs> you might be like, I'm a CFL kind of a person or guy. That's good. Wear your CFL jersey. Maybe you're like, I'm a, a real football person. I got people tell me that all the time that, you know, what you guys call football in North America, that's not real football. It's soccer. We call it soccer here. Wear your your football jersey. Wear the jersey of whatever team you are connected to. We're going to just have a great time of celebration. And I say this, even if you are not into uh, that sport or the Super Bowl, um, I just want to encourage you that that the testimonies are so powerful that you will be encouraged. I got to tell us a a secret here. Um, I don't even watch the Super Bowl unless my team is in it. Uh, My wife and my daughter do. And it's because of Team Train that they started. You know, why? Because there's, they feel a connection to the people that are playing. And they also like the commercials, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, anyways, today I want to get into uh, the message that God put in my heart. And today we're going to be continuing our series called The Power of God. And here's what I want to remind you. Here's what I want you to know if you're here for the first time. That the same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides inside of you. As a Jesus follower, his 
power is inside of you. And we've been a, a position, and I believe appointed, to release the power of God through our lives. We were not just meant to come down to be on earth and exist and just kind of struggle and survive through life, but God wants to release his power in you and through you. And so today we're going to talk about something I think is so important. It's called the power of declaration. Our words hold incredible power. The things that we speak the things that we talk about, the things that we share have incredible power. And especially when we speak and declare through the power of the Holy Spirit, change and transformation happen. I want to turn, you to turn with me in your Bible, and we're going to see a story of where Jesus, he, he demonstrates this to us in Matthew chapter 21, starting in verse 18. And here's what it says. In the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry. Who, who here is like Jesus in the morning when you wake up, you're hungry. You are a breakfast eating person. Would you raise your hand and say, you've got to have uh, your breakfast. I, 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 I'm, I sometimes am like that, but now I, I got to be honest. I've been fasting a few days. Um, I, I want to ask you a question. Do you, think it's, do, do you think there's something wrong with me if uh, I've been watching uh, food videos? You know, something, I mean, is that a sin? I don't know. I'm praying. I'm asking God. So anyways, we hear this story that Jesus was returning to Jerusalem and he was hungry. And it says, he noticed a fig tree beside the road. And he went to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. It died. And the disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, how did the fig tree wither so quickly? And then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything and if you have faith, you will receive it. Let's just pray for a moment. Father God, I thank you so much today. For the word, God, that you've put in my heart. Lord, it's not my word, it's your word. And I pray, Father God, that you would open each of us for our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our hearts to be open, Father God, to everything that you want to speak to us. Lord, may we receive it and may you bless our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So what we have here is that Jesus had been ministering like he had done. And he had been out in the villages and in the highways and the byways. And actually at this point in time in his ministry, he was returning um, to Jerusalem with his disciples after ministering in the village of Bethany. And as they were traveling, he saw a fig tree because he was, he was hungry and he became, he was hungry so and he saw the fig tree in the distance. And he wanted to eat the food from it. Now, we have to understand that the fig tree, I thought this was a little bit funny, would, be the, would have been the equivalent of fast food for him. You know, he saw a tree, there was fruit on it, nobody had to cook it, prepare it. He was hungry. But then he noticed that there wasn't any fruit on it, and it should have produced fruit. I don't know if you've ever been um, traveling or maybe you're just sitting at home and you go on a late night run, you know, a little food run, and you pull up to a drive-thru window 
and only to discover the restaurant is closed. Have you ever had that happen where you're just like, you pull up and it looks like the, the, it's still open, you see people walking around inside of it, and all of a sudden it's closed. I mean, it's, it's frustrating, right? You're kind of like, man, I wanted to eat. Well, Jesus experienced that. And because the tree was without figs when it should have had figs, Jesus ends up speaking to the tree, cursing the tree, and it immediately dies. I mean, this blows the minds of his disciples. They're like, how could he do this? Here's the reality. Here's what the crux of my message is today. Spoken words have power. The things that come out of our mouth, the things that we speak to ourselves, the things we speak to the people around us, the things that we just speak, they have incredible power. In fact, they have the power to bring life or to cause death. And one of the reasons I believe that we don't see more of God's power released in our lives and in the church is because of careless words that many of us speak, that we speak careless words. What are careless words? And when I was growing up as a kid, one of the things that people used to say, you'd be out on the playground, some people, kids would start bickering back and forth at each other, and they say, sticks and stones don't break my bones, uh, won't break my, uh, will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Who here knows that that is a false truth? That's a double negative. That's completely wrong. You know, that is not the truth. It is not even a a little bit right. You see, the truth is that words do hurt because they have, they release power when they're spoken. When we speak things, it releases power. You need to know that. We can either heal or destroy by what we speak. We can release life, as I said before, or we can bring death. In fact, Proverbs 18.21 says this, the power of life and death is in the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I'm going to talk about this, that the things that we speak, we actually feed on. See, the reality is the impact of words can last a lifetime. I say this, you know, you can even be in a relationship, we can forgive people, but sometimes those words, they have impact, don't they? And they don't just go away right away. See, as a pastor, I've had the opportunity to spend time with people who have come to me and they're dealing with issues in their life and they're struggling with their self-esteem or just eating disorders or things. And you kind of, you begin to research it and then you find out it's because many times of a word that was spoken to them when they were a child or a young person. That word just stuck with them. And somehow, because of the power of that word, it it has impacted all of their life decisions. I believe we've got to be so careful that we don't speak careless words to ourselves and to the people around us. You know, as parents, to our children, to our spouses, we've got to speak life. One of my children... (laughs) when they were growing up, used to like yop. Who here knows what yop drinks are, the kind of the sour yogurt? It's not my deal, but kids liked it. And so they brought it to the school with them and, and they were having lunch. And, and, and my child asked the, the lunch monitor if they would open it for him. And when they did, they had a sour face and they said, why do you like gross drinks like that? Here's the reality, because of that comment, 
They never drank Yop again. They liked Yop, but they didn't feel they could drink Yop. You see, we need to watch what we say to people and about people. We've got to be careful when we're frustrated, we're upset, we're angry. Those things that can come out of us, those careless words, can have a significant impact. But you know, the opposite is also true. An encouraging word or a kind word or a timely word can change the direction of a person's life. A word of encouragement, letting them know who they are. Now, uh, many of you know that I've been a coach. I've coached basketball and baseball for many, many years in this community. And one of the jobs as a coach is you find out how to motivate and encourage your players if, if to be their best, to grow, and to be the best person that they can be, the best themselves they can be. And a few years ago, I had a player who I could not figure out how to help. Everything I said, they would fight me. They would do the exact opposite thing that I said. And you're like, Pastor Todd, that's like parenting. Yeah, get it. But after a few practices, and I was about ready to pull my hair out, the, the, the player's mom approached me and, and began to share the story and, and just said, you know, I, I know that my child is frustrating. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. How about how every teacher, coach, Significant person in their life would become frustrated and tell their child they were the problem of the class or the team that they were on. And eventually, over time, they'd either try to they'd either remove them from the team or try to move them out of their class. Now, initially, I wasn't sure what to do about this. I was like, "Thank you, God. Thank you for this this gift." Mm-hmm. But I felt like God began to speak to me. I began to pray, and He gave me a plan. And the next practice, when the child arrived, I made a point to let them know in front of the whole team how thankful I was that they were a part of our team, that I was so glad that they were there. Now, I thought this might be something that would work over time, but you know what happened? Immediately, their behavior changed. And this player became someone who would literally, before the end of the season, would run through a wall if I asked them to. Our words have power. You see, we also have to understand that many times what we think we say and what people hear many times can be two different things. And Mo's going to bring up some uh, props that I bought here today, brought here today. Now, you just see this massively large brick, but inside of it, I have just a real tiny rock. And here's what I want us to understand, that, that many times... We don't know the impact of our words or our comments or the things that we say to people or, or you know, maybe we tell a joke or we just have a little criticism and, and in passing we just let these things go and in our mind it's like it's just something small. It's like this little pebble, it doesn't really do much. But the reality is to the person that heard it, it can sound a little bit different. See, for the hearer, It can sound like this brick that I'm about ready to throw, but I'm not going to do it because I think you understand the point. (laughs) Not only was what was spoken bigger than it was intended, it can become the only thing the other person hears. It can be the only thing that person hears. You see, we need to use our words to declare life. In fact, there's a funny story about this. This wasn't part of my message when I got up today. I actually 
had been busy with the prayer meetings and I'd forgot to grab, a, I wanted to grab a big rock and a stone from by my house, but I hadn't done that. And so as I got to church, I went out to the fire pit to find these rocks and lo and behold, there was somebody sitting there. There was somebody there that was actually in distress. And as I walked out there, the first thing they said to me was, they called me a few names and said, oh, are you here just to kick me out of here? I'm not doing anything wrong. And I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm just here looking for a rock. <laughs> but I said, obviously, things aren't going well for you right now. I said, is there anything I can do to help you? And they began to share this, the things that were going on in their life, and I began to declare over them that they were powerful, that God had a plan for their life, that they were valuable. And they began to weep and began to cry. You see, our words have the power to bring health and healing to people. You see, we need to speak words of affirmation. In fact, I want to declare this right now for people that are here. Maybe you are here today. Maybe God brought you to this service day and you're feeling discouraged and depressed and you feel like you're knocked down. I'm here to tell you today that you are loved, that you are mighty, that you are powerful, that you belong here, that you are wanted. I pray that that will go into your heart and your spirit because God loves you so much and he has such great plans for your life. You see, Jesus has appointed us to release his power and his glory through spoken declarations. We are to be people who speak life and renounce darkness. Words or declarations made in faith have the power to open and close doors. In fact, we see this in Matthew. Jesus is sharing with his disciples in another place in Matthew chapter 16, 19. It says this, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In Matthew 18, Verses 18 to 20, it says, Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You're like, Pastor Todd, we heard you say that before. But he says again, Truly I tell you, if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with you them. You see, because God has determined that we will rule and reign with him, I shared this last week, that our purpose, one of our purposes is to rule and reign over the earth. He has given us the ability to lose, uh, to release his power through spoken, spoken declarations. Think of this, God spoke and the whole universe came into existence. Light, planets, the stars, Birds and animals, even man enveloped in all of God's glories. We came about because God spoke it. Creativity, architecture, gravity, the laws of thermodynamics, all science, all mathematics. By a word that God spoke. He didn't use a magic wand, he just spoke it into existence. And in Matthew, Jesus reiterates this truth by stating, I have given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I have given you to be able to speak with my authority. You see, keys represent authority. 
And here's what it means that we says we combine and we can loose. You see, who here knows that keys are what open and, uh, and lock things? Who here has ever forgot the key to your car? And you didn't have AMA to call. Who here has ever, um, um, you know, been locked out of your house? You, if, if you've experienced it, you know that keys are important. But, but who here knows that keys also don't open up things for us, but they also can be used to lock things so that they're, 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 they're put, they're, they're, they're safety. I mean, we, we had this example with my, um, my kids. We went to Kalispell, Montana about 10 years ago. And we went to a sporting goods store, and in the midst of it was all sorts of, you know, we were looking for baseball gear, and down there it was fishing and guns. And my son went up to this gun locker, and he was like, Dad, it won't open. I said, I know. <laughs> it's exactly what it was designed for. It was designed to keep him safe and to keep us safe, too. <laughs> you see, God says, I want to give you the keys to my, my kingdom, that when you speak with my authority, things happen. You see, God wants us to be those who bring heaven down to earth. I've shared that. When we declare and speak with Jesus' authority, it opens a portal that brings heaven to earth. And you know what's the, night, the cool thing about heaven? There's no limitations. It's beyond time and space. It gives us access to God's divine power. You see, when we speak with authority, we can remove darkness. We can expose lies and deception by what we speak. Who here knows there's a lot of lies and deception out in the world right now? Let's speak. Say, God, would you reveal it? Would you expose it for what it is? We can bind up demonic strongholds over people and institutions. But we also can declare blessing and Bring life. We can loose God's righteousness and peace into situations. When you're praying for people, maybe you're praying for your own life. Loose righteousness and peace over your life. Maybe you know a friend whose marriage has struggled. Speak light, loose righteousness and peace over their life. We can declare change and transformation through the Holy Spirit. And I just believe this that we've got to speak over ourselves. Life and truth. Some of you have been speaking the wrong things for so long. You've been telling yourself that you aren't good, that you aren't valuable. You've been listening to the, the voice of the enemy. You need to speak life over yourself, over your family, over your church, over your community by faith. See, there's powers in your declarations, especially when you're in alignment with God's will. So how... Do we build ourselves up to speak these faith declarations? First of all, we've got to build up our faith. We need to increase our faith. You see, without faith, there is not power. I believe this, that many times we speak, we, we can get into places where we share with ourselves and others. We complain, we criticize, we, we knock things down, and it just comes out of our mouth so freely. I know I gave a challenge at the, in December about take 21 days and don't allow criticism to come out of your mouth. I know some people did it. I believe it makes a change in our lives. But we also need to release power. To release power, we need to build up our faith. How do we do it? You've got to speak faith. Write down scriptures 
and write them down and recite them daily. I believe the word of God builds our faith. The more you read the word of God, but not just read it, declare it, speak it out, talk it out, write it on the mirror of your bathroom, put it on the the rearview mirror of your car, begin to declare by faith the word of God. It will build your faith. Fill your home, your car, your iPhone with praise and worship. Make your Spotify account. Fill it with the glory and the goodness of God. The more that you pour that into your spirit, the more that it will come out of you. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Speak in tongues. Do what, use what God has given you. Ask God to fill you. Here's what I believe we need to do as well. Share what God has done for you with other people. Man, God's been good. He's been great. Here's my favorite. Hang out with people of faith. You know, if you want to be more a person of faith, you got to hang out with people who talk in faith, who share things. Let their faith rub off on other, let their faith rub off on you until you get some for yourself. Sometimes we don't have faith because we're hanging out with the wrong crowd. And it's real easy. I don't know if you've ever been in a group where it's just like complaints, it just starts going around. We gotta let we gotta get rid of that. We gotta speak faith. We gotta let faith be part of our life. Here's my last point. I'm gonna invite Margo to come up here. We've got to also be bold. And I believe this. So God, as I was preparing for this today, said it's time for us to make bold declarations. That it's time for us to speak boldly. It's time for us as his people to bind things and loose things. That we're to do it by the purposes of the Holy Spirit. We're not to bind and loose people that, that we don't like or we're having an issue with or we're mad at. We're, it's time to bind up in the principalities of, and powers of darkness that are trying to hinder us from doing what God's called us to do. It's time to bind up those forces that are trying to, to use our government and our leaders to do things that are ungodly. We have the power by our declaration to make changes. We also need to loose out the, the principles and the mighty power of God by speaking life and truth and righteousness over our circumstances and our situations. I heard God say, think bigger. Ask for bigger things. When I talk about bigger, what does that mean? It means something you cannot accomplish in your own strength. (laughs) It's got to be bigger than you. We need to start speaking our dreams. Listen to this. Undeclared dreams will be unfulfilled dreams. Sometimes God gives you something and he puts it in your heart and you ponder it and you think about it but God's saying you got to begin to speak it out I heard God say speak to the mountain what mountains are you facing today what mountain needs to be moved in your life and your world speak to the mountain make declarations God wants to release his boldness inside of us we got to speak what God puts in our heart and we have to believe it. And we don't always just speak it once. Sometimes we have to speak it again and again. Because here's the thing, that when we speak 
God's word and we declare what he's put inside of us, the more we speak it, the more we begin to believe it. See, that's why what comes out of the overflow of your heart is so important. The, the Bible says that, that, that our mouth speaks out of the overflow of our heart. We've got to keep filling ourselves. And sometimes the way we do it is by what we speak about, what we share. That's what Proverbs 18.21 is about. That the life and death is in the power of the tongue. But we eat of its fruit. We eat its fruit. Father God, today, Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would begin to release inside of your people bold declarations. Lord, I pray that even today you would begin to reveal to them things that just seem impossible. In fact, I, I hear the voice of the Lord right now saying, even in this moment, I'm going to begin to put thoughts that are going to seem crazy to you. But God's saying, if you will begin to declare them and speak them out, you're going to see my hand begin to move in your life and in the people around you. And I hear God today saying to each and every one of us that as we begin to speak, he will move. As we speak, he will move. As we speak, he will move. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We speak it. I'm believing God for him to do great things in each one of our lives. I'm believing God that this is a year where we're going to be participants, each one of it. I declare that you are going to be a part of seeing Another person come to know Jesus. That's my declaration over you. That you're going to be a part of it, not just hear about it, but you're going to participate in it. I believe for some of you today that God has been speaking to me that have truly been faithful to him. You haven't given up on him. That God is about ready to pour out his grace and his mercy and some of you it's in the, it's in the area of your finances that God is about ready to unleash his provision in ways you've never seen before I declare it in the mighty name of Jesus I declare that we're going to see God touch people with healing and miracles and signs and wonders as we begin to verbalize as we begin to speak out by faith, what God reveals to us.